next time you're in the middle of the desert in Utah, um, which I know, you know. Go on. Go on. I'm on the edge of um, my seat. You can see where this big piece of news has been. What piece the, of news is this? The monolith. The monolith. The monolith. A, a tri-sided aluminum object that appeared in the middle of Have the Have we Utah verified desert. it's aluminum? Is that is that for real? I believe so. Wow. I believe so. I believe they've done that. Um, Stephen Colbert did a piece on it, which he called the monologue. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's a good joke. <laughs> um, so the monolith has been all over the news. I saw that. I thought, man, that is geocaching extraordinary. You can it's gold. go see the monolith. Absolutely. It's aluminum. It's silver. It's, a, <laughs> it's aluminum. Yeah, aluminum for our UK friends. Um, so there it is out in the middle of the desert. They were flying helicopters and counting sheep. Or goats? Is that what they were or doing? Something, yeah. And then they, and then the guy, they actually have the conversation reprinted where he's like, "Whoa, look at that! Turn around!" <laughs> like, I don't know if you need to reprint that. <laughs> <laughs> and there was the monolith, and of course, there it is in the desert. And then, like ten days later, some guys that wanted to protect nature went and took it down because they were worried that people were going to destroy nature going to see it. Oh, that was the reason for it. That was the reason I for it. I had no it. idea. And then another one popped up in Romania. Interesting. Which is, you know, always. Suspicious I think Utah, either. I think Romania. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> and then another one popped up in California. Hmm. Um, really? There's a third? Yes. There's a third one. I didn't know there was a third one. I think there might even be more. Um, the one in California apparently was not anchored very well, and it's a bit like, <laughs> That's California for you, though. Come on. <laughs> California in general is not anchored very well. Um, so yeah. <laughs> we just lost like a quarter of our viewership. I, we right may there. have. We may have. We may have. Um, the um, so anyway, go to Utah. Take a picture of your own reflection in the monolith. If you can still find it, it's if down you can now. Find, like, it's the down now. So that doesn't work. Um, go to Utah where the monolith was. Have somebody take a picture. Of themselves standing where the monolith <laughs> most recently was, and um, and Dan will give you the hat he's wearing. This is this this is the best geocache we've done yet. I I, I really think so. I really think so. So Dan's hat is in the mix, um, autographed with uh, hair fibers and filaments in it. Um, my hats do not have hair fibers, <laughs> in so you'll know it's from Dan. Why, why and is not that, from Josh? Me. I, weirdest thing welcome to geocaching scripture geocaching is a rarefied sport hobby yeah yeah where you go look for these geocaches which are these little treasures that might make a, a, a familiar walk and a treasure hunt mm. and the joy is in the hunting there's never much in a geocache you just go sign your name on the log that you were there um and if you know extremely rural utah is familiar to you Go look for the monolith site. I mean, a free hat is on the line. To spice it up. Yeah, free I know. hat. <laughs> free hat. Absolutely. And, you know, any one of the monoliths. Now that I think of it. Let's yeah. be generous. Uh, Romanian, Romania. Yeah. Californian. Utah. <laughs> all monoliths will U be equally Uto recognized. Utonian? Utonian hmm. will all be re equally recognized by hat. Um, and so geocaching scripture is where we look for these little treasures of, of culture, language, historical situation that make the story come to life again. 
that help us to see the dimension that's already there. I'm Josh. I'm Dan. And this is Geocaching. <laughs>
when you walk in with what you know is the discount thing. Right, it's not like, <laughs> you don't have like a goat with a bell ringing around its neck, and you know everyone's like, oh, these guys, these guys like, are like, legit. Look yeah. at this goat. Yeah, absolutely. Like when you when you walked into the, you know, gym class when you were 12 and your shoes said Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> or Reebok. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that was my experience um, in the in the early 90s. But anyway, so they walk in with the turtle doves, and, mm. the, and what they want is to not be seen. Mm. And so the head priest calls them out and says, hey, <laughs> hey, poor people, come here. <laughs> and they, he makes a big scene and he brings uh, Jesus up in his arms, mm. um, which I'm just guessing, but I'm guessing that was not a common thing for a priest to just reach out his liver spotted hands and grab the baby from you. I don't know. I don't know either. I'd have to um, do some research into that. Yeah. 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 And he says... Now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. Um, I will have you know, actually, we are in the mine shaft, as you may remember. There is a spider on my computer, and I just want to report that to everyone. So, How, how do you spell ADD, Josh? I know. J O S A. I don't yeah, know. Something like that. Hey, yes. interesting fun fact. He was waiting mm. for the consolation of Israel. What does that mean? I have a couple ideas about what that means. All right. There is a uh, a wonderful literary theme extending from the Book of Lamentations into Isaiah. And so, one of the key themes of Lamentations, you see it repeated over and over, and it happens in like if I remember off the top of my head, it's Lamentations one three. And one of, the, one of the biggest laments of the people of Jerusalem is that there is no one to comfort. There's no one to console. Like there's just, Jerusalem is left utterly alone and utterly desolate. And in her weeping, there's nothing for her. Hmm. You come to the prophet Isaiah, uh, and when you, you cross this neat boundary at Isaiah 40, where you get a, a different theme or a different uh, idea happening in Isaiah, where it, it kinda, he kind of transitions from judgment to one of reconciliation. And, and how does Isaiah 41 begin? But comfort all or console my people. And so you have Lamentations 1 saying there's no one to comfort her. And you have Isaiah saying, comfort, oh, comfort my people. It's how mm. Handel's Messiah opens up. Mm. But what this man is still waiting for is that very same consolation. Because even after exile, Israel was never truly free. They were always under someone's foot. And so here's a man, devout and prayerful, waiting for that day when the, the Lord finally works in such a way as to take this boot off of his, off of his people's neck. Mm. And that that's what that's what Simeon sees in Jesus, which mm. I think is pretty beautiful. So mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. And and the way he's wording his particular prayer, um, now you are letting your servant depart in in peace. Mm. And if you want to dork on, on biblical Greek, yeah. you know that that is a Greek for like, now you are letting, right now you were letting, now you are continuing to let, and therefore in the future you will also let, or yes. something like that. Yeah. That's like one word in Greek and like 16 in English. <laughs> um, so, which is, anyway, take a Greek class if you like being frustrated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, the, but the phrasing that he uses there is 
a particular servant's duty that a servant was left who had to stay up after everyone else and watch for a particular star to rise. And when the star rose, really? he would tell the master, and the master would say, now you can depart in peace. No way. And this is That's the beautiful. language that Simeon uses here. Now I can depart in peace, so, for I have seen the star. I have seen the fulfillment of yeah. this. So... I, that was cool. That puts a smile on my face. I will great? read this story differently every single time now. Geocaching scripture, my friend. That's what we do here. It's geocaching gold. <laughs> Silver monoliths. <laughs> um, so, and I love this. This is a silly thing that I found. Um, according to the tradition in Oriental Orthodox and Eastern Orthodox churches, um, Simeon had been one of the 72 translators of the Septuagint. Whoa. So the Septuagint. Like 200 BC. I mean, that's... That's, uh, yeah. Well, he's a pretty is, old dude. There is parts <laughs> of the story that don't work. Um, so the Septuagint was, I mean, called the Septuagint because it was, what, 72 rabbis translated the Old Testament. 70 or 72, depending on how you go for depending it. But yes, they translated yeah. the Old Testament into Greek in Alexandria under a guy named Ptolemy. And so... Ptolemy. Yes. Very, 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 very important. Anytime yes. most of our New Testament writers are quoting the Old Testament... Chances are they're quoting from the Septuagint. The Septuagint. And the story was that they all translated it independently and they came together and it was all perfectly Well, aligned. there's a lot of stories out there. I know. Yes. I know. But, I mean, and this is one <laughs> of those stories. Anytime you can get 70 rabbis to perfectly agree on anything, that's a miracle. <laughs> Absolutely. That is, that is very true. That is very true. Um, so in that tradition that he was one of the translators... Mm. Um, he hesitated over the translation of Isaiah 7:14, "Behold, a virgin shall conceive," and was going to correct it to "young woman," mm. which is one of the ways to read the Hebrew. Mm -hmm. I don't know all mm -hmm. the details there, but an angel appeared to him and told him that he would not die until he had seen Christ born of a virgin, and so he left the virgin translation in. That's an amazing story. Yes. I love that. Yes, and it is also complete hogwash. <laughs> <laughs> it is a really fun story. Um, it, because, I mean, Simeon was old when Jesus was born, but he was not 250 years old. <laughs> uh, I don't think he'd appreciate it, I guess. But it, that that's what they say, that he's miraculously long-lived. Like the guy in the, uh, what, Indiana Jones in the... Right. He has chosen He wisely. has chosen poorly. What is the title for that? Uh, the Last Crusade. The Last Crusade. There it is. Absolutely, yes. Yes, that was... The classics of crappy 80s. Oh, don't you dare movies. call Indiana Jones crappy. Oh, okay. Oh, well, that not, just hurt, not hurts, in, my, hurts my heart. Not in front of the audience. <laughs> Simeon, yes, 250 years old. There's Jesus, and there he is. And let, let the servant depart in peace. Honestly, if I was 250 years old, I would just keel over and die in that Yeah, moment. I would want to depart, like, right now. I exactly. Be, I'm ready to depart. Let's go. <laughs> Um, and this reminds me, and it's so strange, but this this reminds me of a story from my own family. So, my uh, my dad's name is Angus. My nephew's name is Angus. My dad's dad, my grandpa's name was Angus. Um, so you're from France? Yeah, they're from France. Yeah, yeah, the lower southern France, um, the Champagne Valley. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but uh, Grandpa Angus was at my um, my baby dedication, and he he had started having strokes when he turned about 
mm. in his late seventies. So by the time I remember him, he couldn't even speak. Mm. But as a baby, I don't remember. But he could he could still speak, but he'd forget where he was and he'd forget what was going on. And my dad had him read what my dad had written for my baby dedication. Mm. And that reminds me kind of of this scene. And so Grandpa Angus, you know, his mind mm. clouding in this moment that he has, you know, um, and and he's reading, you know. Oh, Lord, we pray that you'd be with us. And if you would just, you know, and, and he's a thick Scottish accent reading the whole thing. And in the middle, he pauses and goes, well, this is really moving. Who wrote this? <laughs> 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 My dad was like, Dad, just read the rest of it. <laughs> but, uh, but that moment yeah. that in our family and the way that we cope is we just tell funny stories mm -hmm. about when things are sad. Mm -hmm. Um and I think I think there's like this beautiful moment of Simeon waiting his whole life, mm. just gallons of animal blood and everything else mm. through his whole career, mm. hearing confessions, mm. the the exhausting, backbreaking work of providing pastoral care mm. to a community, especially an oppressed community, mm. and conserving their identity, to where he has one moment mm. with this baby, one moment that he's been waiting for, and then he can depart in peace. Mm. And I just. That's what it's all about. It's beautiful. Yeah. Right? And you live your whole life to, like, sort of crush that one moment, mm -hmm. I think, you know? And it's not, like, great achievement. It's, like, mm -hmm. great, great living. Yeah. Like, to, to fully speak out of your true self mm -hmm. and fully be, like, in God's presence and just fully live that in that one moment. And mm -hmm. sometimes that's all you get. Yeah. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing, Josh. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Simeon, look him up. And monoliths. Go find them. And you'll get a free hat. And you'll I get a free hat. I can't say enough about how amazing this hat is. I, I, I'm looking at it right now. I can't even express how fully this hat will change your life. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Uh, Make sure to share us on uh, Facetunes. Podcasts. Podcasts. No, we're already on a podcast. podcast. We, this is a podcast. <laughs> we have thrown the pot. Uh. <laughs> um, uh, Twitter us. TikTok us. TikTok. That's what are we kids... on that on that what is it a platform? Is that what they call it these days? A platform? I think it's a platform. Yeah. yeah. That's what the kids at work do. They do they... TikToks. Oh man. Yes. Yeah, and 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 they have these long <laughs> conversations on Slack, which is another thing. And and I sort of chime in and it's like, ah, hey, what? here he is. What? Uh, oh, forget it. <laughs> and they they talk through TikToks and I just whatever, man. Cool. Okay, anyway, TikTok us. Now! <laughs> Pax Humana. Cheers! <laughs>